This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offside by a mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Offside by a Mile podcast. The number grows in a hurry. I actually when you do it twice a week. Yeah, I didn't even realize. You know, crazy. Jeez. Uh, anyway, I'm Tyler. As usual, Jared is with me. What's up? Um, Brett is also here, but he's doing background stuff, trying some stuff, and producing. Don't really need him anyway, you know. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, we're recording this prior to the Oilers game, so we're going to avoid talking about that. Hopefully, it goes better than last time, and we don't have to be sad pandas on Sunday. Right. But uh, until then, we're going to just talk about what happened this week, including the best news that we've been waiting for for a while. Seriously. Miko is returning on Saturday. Ah, oh, feels good, man. Feels good. And in other great news on Tuesday, Captain Landy is on the ice. Yep. Finally skating, which was very weird because, I mean, I guess it's not weird because Miko didn't really have any updates either, aside from, oh, yeah, it'll be less than three to four weeks. Right, right. Lies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, then, we didn't hear oh, much. Oh, Landis Cog will be worse. Well, I don't know. Seems about the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much in line with, you know, when they got injured to when they're possibly returning, as we have found out that Landis Cog is going to start skating here. We might get him back as early as next week. Yeah, he's possibly. Two days in a row, Tuesday and Wednesday, he was on the ice. So, it's yeah. a good sign. So, they were saying they'll try and get him into a non-contact jersey, obviously, first, and then go from there sometime next week. Could be in full contact, and then, you know, it's kind of whenever it happens, it happens. But I'd say next weekend's probably the earliest, the absolute earliest. Yeah. I'd say hopefully within two weeks. Hopefully, if it's longer than that, it's not much longer. But, uh, of course, to add on to that uh, injury list, because, you know, we're pulling someone off, so we might as well put someone else on. Yeah, why not? Because, you know, just, just continue it. Um, Eric Johnson is, I don't know, they kind of said day-to-day. He skated on it. It didn't feel good. It felt decent. Then it didn't feel good again. Kind of crap going on. So, for him, it's day-to-day. Hopefully, nothing more than two or three games. This is his leg, right? Yeah, I'm assuming it's that left ankle. So, he didn't get injured, I don't think, from the Kerfoot hit. I don't think he felt f- fine, necessarily, right. but he's not, like, separated shoulder or something. Like right. Like I kind of mentioned, could have easily happened. Exactly. Or, you know, anything. So, like, obviously, he didn't there. feel good yeah. after, but... Yeah, I, I think the reason he's not playing is it was it was a shot that he did take off. Who knows exactly? Lower right? body injury. Right. NHL. 
Yeah. So we can speculate all we want, but it's probably oh. from that that puck off the left skate. But I I forgot one thing. Sorry, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a wonderful time of year. Yeah. We had ours a month ago, so suck it. But (laughs) you guys get your two two days off where we get one. Us Canadians uh, like to separate our holidays a little bit more, you know. Your guys' Thanksgiving kicks ours in the rear end. Yeah. We'll give you that. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you are stuffed full of turkey or will be stuffed full of turkey later today mm-hmm. for sure um anyway back to av's talk because that's why you're here yeah um so yeah with johnson out uh rosen comes in first game with the avs uh tonight last night for you guys hopefully for those that don't remember part of the nozum trade yeah so we will you know get our first glimpse of what he can bring to this organization now for jared probably makes him happy he's actually slotted in in the second pairing ahead of ian cole i know i was like that could be detrimental hey at least <laughs> ian cole's not up there hell seriously yeah they made the right maybe they made the right decision on that you know they're like oh do we really want more penalties and you know <laughs> so again i have seen cali rosen play a lot well not a lot i've seen just about every one of his nhl games um the only thing that worries me is the fact that he's been so long between NHL games. But he's an NHL defenseman, in my opinion. Like, he's mm-hmm. definitely a top six guy at some point. If he gets some time, he gets some feel. Mm-hmm. This is a well-deserved call-up. Yeah. Now, can he play in his first game up? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that on Monday's episode, but... Yeah, it's a long time. Like you it's say. it's definitely it's about a calendar year. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's it, it it's hard for anybody to go that long without playing in NHL. At least he's playing hockey though. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like you said, right? It's it's the the gift that keeps on giving. The Avs <laughs> injury list. Here you go, freaking Colorado. Here, ambulance. somebody's coming back. Oh, yeah. Don't get soul too for a soul. Okay? <laughs> yes, soul for a soul. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, you guys will have a nice Black Friday afternoon game against the Black Hawks, fitting. Um, and then, you know, uh, following up a game on Saturday uh, against the Black Hawks, which, as promised in last episode, we will be chatting with Grant from the Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast, part of the. Hockey Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But before that, we're going to kind of at least touch on the Thanksgiving uh, break of the NHL. Not the break, but the, how do you put it? The statistics when it comes to if you are or are not in a playoff spot as of American Thanksgiving uh, that's pretty much where you're going to finish. Yeah. I believe it's around 80%. All right. It's something crazy like that. Which, when you take into consideration that in about two weeks, the National Predators went from first place in the Central to out of the playoffs, that's 
absolutely crazy. Which I think kind of shows you how quickly things can change in this central division. It's really, it can swing that crazily. Like you look at Dallas and Nashville. Exactly. Like Dallas has been completely on fire lately and have shot up the standings um, and vice versa, basically for Nashville. Uh, So, you know, as much as we can, you know, kind of look at the standings and try and predict, you know, is this going to be what it's like at the end of the year? A lot can change. And it does every once in a while, you know, a team will be like St. Louis and be dead last and then come back. Okay, that doesn't happen very often. But, <laughs> you know, things can change. But as we sit, it's... uh. I think the biggest thing, too, is, you know, we've already talked about it, but getting all all of our big guys back is going to be a huge boost. So I don't expect to be, you know, on the fringe and on the outside looking in when it comes to, you know, a few months from now even. Um, I think that's going to help a lot. Obviously, it will. Um, but, it, yeah, Central Division is tough. For sure it is, man. It's put it well, we can talk about it right now. The Dallas Stars have currently won Oh, sorry. They lost uh yesterday, right. I believe. Tuesday. But they had won seven games in a row. Mm-hmm. That took them from being near the bottom in the central to second with a cushion. Right. They started the season one seven and one. Which is insane to think about. They, well, put it put it this way. Uh, we had a five-game losing streak and the sky was falling. Right. Now, that's a little worse than being 1-7-1 because most likely those seven losses weren't in a row. <laughs> yeah. But three points in nine games at the start of your season makes it, seems like, it makes it seem like you might as well pack it up and go home. It's a, it's a hell of a climb from there, right? But then you win seven games in a row in this central division, and whammy, look where you are. It's it's not so we can say it a million times. But it, again, yeah, like you said, it's the fluctuation in a division that's this tight. Mm-hmm. If you can ro- ride a big wave and win five, six, seven in a row. Or, you know, like seven out of ten. Set yeah. yourself up. It's... The Avs did it. The, that's why are the Avs where they are right now? Because of the start they had. Yeah, a five-game losing streak early in the season. If you're 500, going into that five-game losing streak is devastating. Right. But we talked about it. They banked points. They gave away some of them by losing five straight. But right now, before the Oilers game, they're sitting in the first wild card spot with games in hand. If they win Wednesday night, then. They're in third in the Central yeah. ahead of Winnipeg. Pretty well where I think they should be right now mm-hmm. with the way they've played over the last, well, over the first quarter of the season or just over a quarter of the season. Right. Right? Um, that being said, I just pulled it up. It's over the last five seasons in the NHL, or I guess six now, but this was as of last year, 77.5% of teams that are sitting in a playoff spot at American Thanksgiving make the playoffs. 77%. Dang you. Yep. Right? The St. Louis Blues would be one of those teams that weren't there. 
Right. You know, there's usually <coughs> three, well, I guess kind of four teams, maybe, that'll switch around, maybe only two. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, the way she goes. Um, but, yeah, so as we stand, yeah, we got the first wild card spot. I guess, uh, what is it? Two-point cushion, which is on Vegas, who has also played three more games. So, I mean, I think it's a good situation, especially it's it's always nice, I think, in these, when you're at this point in the standings to have this many games in hand. Of course, it's pretty handy. You get to kind of scope out what you need to do in your next few games while you're catching up on those games played. And it's a little bit I don't easier know. than like Calgary, who's already played 27 games. It's like... I don't know if teams are necessarily scoreboard watching at this point of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But fans definitely are. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely nice to look at the standings, see yourself in a decent position and go, ah, we could be better than this. Like, mm -hmm. we win those two games in hand. We're firmly entrenched in the central playoff spot. Right. But and, yeah. as we all know, that could not be that way. We talked about it on the weekend. They lost to the Leafs. They lost to Arizona, right? No, who was the two games ago? Mi uh, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Sorry, I was thinking um, not the greatest hockey team. <laughs> Wrong, not the greatest hockey team. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> That's not very good to say. It's also not worked out for us very well. You we say things <laughs> like that. So the super great Minnesota Wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, right, the, this tonight... Wednesday night, Friday, Saturday. Those are huge games in this Central Division. For sure. That's eight points. Yeah. In, like, you know, quote unquote, eight points against Chicago. Yeah. Which, if Chicago, they go the wrong way. Exactly. Chicago's right there. Right. We were just talking about Nashville, how they've just sank. Mm -hmm. They're right there with Chicago. Guess what? The Avs are at 28 points right now. Going into Edmonton. Chicago's at 25. They win both of those games. They leapfrog the Avs. It's a lot different story. Depending on the Oilers' situation, right? Yep. That's that's a little terrifying, mm -hmm. considering that Chicago is fourth last in the West. Right. Which, so, you know, it, it's kind of... It's this, almost, is, this is why home-and-homes are fun. Uh, yeah, for sure. Especially interdivision home-and-homes. Yeah. They mean a lot. There's a lot riding on two days. That's Grubauer. That's Frank, Frankie. That's yeah. That's, that's a lot all, of pressure. All the shades, all the shades. Um, and you know, I think last season with the how the Central Division ended up, I think it was a good foreshadowing to just see where this division's going and how tight all these teams are, and how close and how exactly like these two games can make such a big difference really just goes to show you exactly how tough and really competitive this division is can you overcome this absolutely mm -hmm. would you rather not have to <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah put it let, let's let's go through the division and our thoughts we we did it to start the season let's do it now playoff teams st louis nah <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah probably dallas as of right now, definitely. As of definitely. right now, definitely. But am I am I as confident as I am in St. Louis? No. 
I yeah, I agree with that just simply because of the diversity of games they've played this year. They've had some Jamie Ben is really big, struggling too. Yeah, he which is. Which is weird. That's that doesn't seem sustainable for that team. Yeah. Right? We, I, not as if we remember the talk with Michael mm-hmm. from uh, a clean skate. They had one guy scoring. Right. That has clearly changed in this big stretch, but Jamie Benstill is under five goals. Yeah, which is crazy to think. 25, 26 games into the season for them. A guy who won the scoring race, what, three seasons ago? Yeah. But I think he's the only one to beat Ovechkin in, well, yeah, like in like scoring goals. I, did he score more than Ovechkin well, that year? Actually, no, I don't think he did. I was thinking. I just know he had the most points, yeah. which was like 89 or something, which is incredibly low now for, yeah. the, I guess, two years later. It's 140 points now, nuts, I guess. Nuts. That's what we're going for. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Winnipeg. It's, you know, you I know, have to say. You know, Winnipeg reminds me of who? Anaheim of 2018. Okay. A goalie standing on his head. Yeah, I mean, winning them hockey games, it's going to burn out. They ha- they're sitting in third in the central with a minus 5 goal differential. Right. That's that's a question mark right there. It's a little bit of a warning sign for sure. Uh I it is it's going to be tough for them. And I think you're right, especially with Hellebuck playing kind of out of his mind. I don't know if Do, you can sustain that. I don't remember if it was this podcast. We were talking about it though. Early this season, I was on Twitter watching Winnipeg Jets fans lose their marbles about a Hellebuck's not an NHL goaltender. Oh, yeah. You know where those people are right now? Not saying that. (laughs) They're in the shade, in the the shadows, just... You know what? They're probably praising Hellebuck and how great he is. Probably. And you're just like, man, like two months ago, not even... You guys were like, this guy shouldn't even be on his team. Yeah. What? But uh, that, like that, to me, that's the team that's fallen out of the central. If there was to be one, I think you're right. Just because we all know what's going on with their D end, and you know their forwards are playing real well. And, because yeah, I think you're insane if you think Nashville's going to keep doing this. Well, and that's that's the thing, right? But you know, seventy seven percent. One it's team's a, falling out. It's a pretty telling stat, and they're they're down there a little bit. So they got they got a hill to climb. It'll be interesting to see. What, but that stat pretty much tells you one team's falling out of this. Possibly out of the four that are in, most likely one or, team falls out. Or we get a five team central True. playoff picture, which is more than possible because you know, in my opinion, the centrals. A little bit stronger than the Pacific. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Because, just put it this way, right? Edmonton, Arizona, Vancouver, San Jose right now. That's their top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have faith in Edmonton, Arizona, and Vancouver? Like, St. Louis faith? No. <laughs> but at the same time, I have faith in San Jose, Vegas, Calgary. Possibly. Well, I mean, all three of those teams have to climb over those other three. Yeah. So, like, to me, that division's six strong. Yeah. Whereas the Central's five. 
I don't believe Chicago can do this all year with what they're doing right now. They're not killing it by any stretch. They're 10-9-5. and five, But that's mm-hmm. five OT losses, man. That's yeah, that's a lot of loser points. St. Louis, part of the reason why they're leading the division, six loser points. Yeah. So, it's still tough. It's... I, I, th- I think the Pacific is... I think they look worse on paper because the teams that are doing well, you don't have faith in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe it's that. It's just unusual teams. It's the, it's the fan bias almost. Yeah, it's kind of just like a facade of like, like Edmonton sucks. They are can't they do really? This. Are Arizona they really good? Sucks. They can't do this. right. Vancouver, they're rebuilding. They can't do this. Right. Maybe they can. Well, and you know, I think that might settle in a lot more in a couple months if it's still the same maybe then i'll start to believe a little bit more like you're kind of talking about so but remember last year there was the turtle race right for the bottom like the two wild cards in the in the west yeah and you know who came out of those playoff teams that were in the playoffs before yeah it's true right and you're just like man this in a league with the parity that it has like the nhl this 77.5% stat is crazy. It is crazy. It just shows you how hard it is to regain, like, a bad streak. It's it's really hard because you got to go on a decent streak at that point. And it's it's hard to win multiple games in a row in this league. Um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. For shame. For shame. Um... So, yeah, like, if we go through last year's playoff teams in the West, we'll just stick in the West here. This is at at uh, American Thanksgiving. Nashville, Minnesota, Winnipeg was in the Central. Colorado, Dallas was in the wild card. You had Nashville, Dallas. You had Winnipeg, St. Louis. And you had the Avs. That's four to five teams that were sitting in a playoff spot at playoff time in the central that made it. Then you had Calgary, San Jose, Anaheim in the Pacific, Calgary, San Jose and Vegas. So in the West, 75%. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right. And (laughs) in again, like we said, when there was six teams fighting for two wildcard spots, like within like what? Five points for a time. Like, yeah, like that game, that, that wildcard race came down to the last weekend of the season. Yeah, as we know here in Colorado. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy that when you have races like that, that it's just consistently consistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as funny as that. It's so weird, man. <laughs> um, And here's the other thing. I remembered what I was going to say. Awesome. Um, In a way, it's not bad to be in our situation right now. Because as we all know, when you start running away, I guess, you know, at this point, when you start running away with divisions, apparently it doesn't help. Apparently, when you look at Tampa Bay, who completely slaughtered the league in the regular they season. They were going to win the Atlantic last year at Christmas time. Right? It was like, just just give them their X, man. Like, Give so, them their Y. Yeah. <laughs> give them the Z, you know. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because I don't know if I want to lead 
a division by a lot anymore. And it's good to be in a dogfight for the whole year. And, you know, you've heard teams like Calgary has kind of said it. Their players have been like, you know, we, we didn't play that great at the end of the year. And going into playoffs, we weren't playing that great. Tampa Bay said that too. Exactly. And it's obviously why – or it, it's it's completely adjacent to their position in the standings. So as much as it sucks that we're not in the top three right now, it's not bad because it, it shows the team that they got to work every day, every game to keep going. So, you know, I, I like our position, especially because we've already talked about it numerous times already today that when we get our players back, it's going to be a way different story. And I think that holds true. And it's going, you know, I, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm very confident in this Avs team when Miko gets back, when Landy gets back, mm-hmm. when thing, pe- whenever Wilson gets back, Calvert, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you, the list goes on, we know. Um, I'm just really excited to see this team get their groove back. Right. The Tyson Berry reunion didn't go so well, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate <laughs> timing for the Avs. But... Again, we're hopeful that they come out of it against the Oilers, and mm-hmm. if they do, then let's continue it on in Chicago, and if they don't, well, let's fix let's it just, in Chicago. Let's just not talk about it. <laughs> um, on that note, we're going to throw it over to Jared and I's interview with Grant from Hungry for Hawks Talk. Again, a uh, podcast, the Chicago Blackhawks affiliated podcast with the Hockey Podcast Network, and mm-hmm. a member of our lovely family and um yeah i hope you like it all right hey grant how's it going not bad boys what's going on oh living the dream in snowy land in alberta (laughs) um thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for having me on it's uh it's it's really fun to to be able to chat with uh with everybody with within the hockey podcast network so especially you know within our central division. I've kind of, you know, someone who caught my eye on the Hawks this year is uh, Dylan Strome. He's, you know, kind of not had the greatest start to his uh, NHL career, but this year he's, you know, looking really good. His contract is coming up next year, but the guy's got five goals, 12 points in 23 games. He's plus 10. And I think by what I've seen, he's been playing with uh, Kane and uh Debrinkit. Yeah. Um, How's he been playing this year? Because that's like, I think that's quite a bit, you know, overshot my expectations of him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he was, he was, uh, he's been playing well ever since that, uh, that trade happened, to be honest, last year when, uh, when we sent Nick Schmaltz over to, uh, to Arizona for, for Brendan Perlini and, uh, and Dylan Strom. Right. You know, it, it was, it was a very savvy move by, by Stan Bowman, you know, cause uh, he reunited. It was, it was, it really was a change of scenery for, for both for, for Dylan Strom. Um, Schmaltz was a, was a, was a good player. He still is a good player. Uh, he had some pretty good chemistry with, uh, with Kane on that second line there. But uh, I think, I think Stan Bowman identified that Cheka was running running out of patience with with Strom 
And, uh, you know, he, when he was in Arizona, he, he didn't skate well, he, like his skating has always been a problem of his, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's pretty, he's like six foot five. He's, he's taller than you'd think. Um, so his, his defensive ability was, was kind of always the knock on his game. Uh, but when, when Bowman, I think realized that, you know, Strom was available, he jumped at the chance to pick up Alex de centerman, junior centerman. Uh, like they played together all throughout juniors. They were right. best. They, they still are best friends. So, I mean, that was one of the best moves that, that Stan Bowman has made in, in a, in a while. I forgot and they played together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ever since he's, uh, he's been placed on, on that second line with, with the Brinkett, he's been, he's been marvelous really. Um, he still has a few defensive miscues, but I mean, that's, that's something that, uh, that we can live with just because, you know, our, our style of play is, is really that kind of run and gun style. Right. And, I think there's a lot um, of similarities with the avalanche kind of in that situation. Yeah, totally. And I think having a guy like Jonathan Taves, uh, who, you know, all the players, all the centermen on the team can, can learn from is, is just a boon to have as well. You know, it's, it's, I have noticed a, an improvement in his game, uh, since he's been with with the Hawks, so you know, yeah, like you said, he's going to be an RFA this this upcoming year. Uh, it doesn't look like he's arbitration eligible, so I mean, I'd be comfortable offering him a four and a half, five mil deal. I don't think he can really expect more than that, right? Coming off of his uh, of his entry level contract, he still has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. So oh, I mean, we yeah, we were able to sign to bring it to a. Uh, I believe a bridge deal, um, $6.4 million, uh, for the three years after this one. Right. So that's going to be, yeah. After that, it's going to be huge for, to keep to brink it as well. If well, yeah, continue. man, he, he looks like he is going to form quite a nice replacement for an aging Patrick Kane. Right. He had that really nice goal earlier in the year where he's kind of fallen over and shelved it. Oh, oh yeah. That, that was, was real disgusting. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a sick, Cool. Yeah. Uh, that back, was a really sick goal. Back on the Strom front, do you think we're going to see him on Friday and Saturday? I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I talked about this a little earlier. You know, Kirby Doc got uh, got the opportunity. Our eighteen year old rookie got the opportunity to play on the second line there with uh, with Kaner and Brinksy. But um, yeah, I don't know. There, there was no uh, there was no warning beforehand. Like there were there were no lineup changes in the morning. Uh, it was just kind of like right before the game. Uh, they they pulled him into concussion protocol and and ever since we haven't really heard anything about it so um, yeah that, I, I I I'm not sure was it a practice thing or was it uh, the last game it was in the last game he uh, it, the last game yesterday against Dallas hmm. he just was uh, he was pulled and and in the concussion protocol and no other information was made available for for us laymen yeah i like to say <laughs> you gotta love so. this nhl concussion protocol stuff it's just such classic nhl injury talk where it's just like ah eh, upper body injury like, cool <laughs> yeah. sweet thanks guys yeah exactly we were kind of talking about leonard especially with the concussion stuff which or sorry not leonard uh crawford which yeah. was a big issue last year the year before and all that stuff since it's a home and home this weekend, we both get to see each other's full set of goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, how 
uh, thrilled, I guess would be the best word, are you with the performance of your new, very expensive tandem? Oh, incredibly. Very incredible. I mean, yeah, they're they're expensive. They're $11 million, but uh, they're both going to be UFAs next year too, which <clears throat> has me worried. Um, yep. I'm really hoping that uh, that Bowman can, can retain Leonard because, I mean, if he doesn't, then we're going to be out uh, a goalie. I mean, I'm sure Crawford, I don't think Crow would, would go anywhere else. Um, I... I'd hope that he'd be willing to take a significant pay cut, you know, because I'd be willing to offer him a, a a two, maybe three year deal if he was willing to make two, maybe $2 million a year. Yeah. That's about um, fair. I think. Yeah. Cause I mean, he has legacy status for sure, but legacy status, you can't, you can't handcuff the cap using legacy status. Well, you're, you know what I mean? you're looking at it with two year defensemen right now. Exactly. Yeah. And and it, and sorry, arguably a centerman. I'm not saying I'm not saying Jonathan Taves isn't worth his weight in off ice stuff or even on ice production, but he ain't worth ten and a half, right? Yeah, no, it, it, especially when when you look around the league and see what ten and a half can get you. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it, it'd be really hard to screw yourself with a fourth guy. Yeah. Totally. And. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, a, a lot of these things, you know, uh, this word gets bandied about a bunch, but it, it's it really is something that has a significant factor is the intangibles that players bring. Yeah, right? for sure. Siebes, uh, Dunks, Taves, Patrick Kane, those guys are our pillars. Uh, they're our leadership group. They they really are the guys who who bring this team together. Crow is part of that as well. Um, so I don't think he'd be willing to, to go anywhere else and, and try to figure out you know, where he fits in at the age of ripe old age of 35, uh, this coming off season. But, uh, yeah, Leonard, we, we definitely need to, to, to retain the boy's going to get paid as, as he should be. I mean, the guy's top nine in save percentage in the, uh, in, I think in the history of NHL. Well, and you, you can't, you can't blame the Islanders being in front of him this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is that he's he's proven that he's a world-class goaltender because he can play well whether he's taking 50, 60 shots a night or when he's playing a lighter workload which some goalies struggle with because you know they they get bored and and they don't focus and they don't pay attention and let in some some crappy goals. Uh which but, used to be Leonard's um uh, uh, signature. Mm-hmm. MO, yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's, he's really proven that, that he can, he can play whether, whether it's, uh, he's going to give you a, a solid performance in net, um, with a save percentage hovering around nine thirty, And, you know, that's, that's, that's elite goaltending. Well, right. It's it, it, every, I'm sure Chicago fans have seen the articles on Leonard and his mental health struggles. And pretty much since he's come out and said he's healthy, healthy, he's been absolutely on fire, mm-hmm. right? Like, look, you look back to the Ottawa Senators years, the Buffalo Sabres years, the the dips, like the highs and the lows that he had were incredible. And he has seemed to have leveled out, and, man, he is something else when he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he can single-handedly steal games. 
And uh, I think having this tandem going is, I, I don't think either goalie is thrilled with it because, you know, I, I've been reading some articles and um, some article, uh, a, uh, a journalist asked Cor- Corey Crawford how he feels about this tandem and, and playing every, every now and then. Uh, and he did admit that, you know, he probably would prefer playing um, more games in a row because he's like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get into the groove uh, playing one-off games. But, uh, and he said, I don't know a lot because, which I think means that he's, he doesn't want to say anything bad. He doesn't he knows. want to outright. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He just doesn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows what he thinks, but he doesn't want to say it. Uh, but honestly, I think, I think this is really the best case scenario because we all know Crow's long, long list of injuries throughout his career. Um, he yeah. suffered through vertigo and, and multiple concussions throughout his career, some groin issues. And I think this is the best way to keep Corey Crawford at his absolute best um, at the age that he is. You know, he, you don't need a guy to play 50, 60 games for you in the NHL anymore. No. You Which... know, I, I, re- I really believe that uh, we're kind of moving towards tandems. Um, right. It just makes sense. And like, you know, once you're, you know, pushing those late 30s as a goaltender, especially this day and age, I think you kind of got to expect that, like this transition. And especially, you know, it's becoming more and more a two goalie uh, league. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know, maybe something that he needs to think about, too. But of course, you know, goaltenders being a competitive player, you want to play every game. It's kind of like how Mike Smith has been the past couple of years, even though, you know, he's bouncing around, this is kind of what happens. Yeah. He gets hurt. And at the same time, <laughs> exactly. you don't want to watch your goalie say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with giving up 40 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely yeah. don't want to hear that at your goalie. Yeah, for sure. As you say, the long list of injuries, I may or may not have gambled on that and drafted Leonard to my fantasy team, but uh, <laughs> the injuries have not come. So the Leonard pickup is not exactly helping. It's yeah, not hurting. I, it's not hurting, but it's not helping. Totally. Yeah, I, I have Lanner on my on my fantasy <laughs> team as well. So uh I also have Rantanen on my uh on my dynasty. Well league, soon, so. soon, buddy, soon. Yeah. <laughs> pretty soon. Just hopefully not against not at the expense of our Hawks here. So okay. <laughs> eh, we'll see. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean I've been so thrilled with with what Lanner has brought to the table, um, allowing Crawford to rest and also how uh how candid he is with 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 the interview questions he really does just speak his mind and tells you how it is you know and i've and always loved that about leonard yeah it's just it, so refreshing shall we talk about that his shootout comments the other day <laughs> yeah i actually i actually talked about it earlier <laughs> um before before our chat here and yeah i mean i i said in there i, I don't want to get too much into it just because it's it's uh it's not really hockey but um it is funny how how upset he was getting, but it, it, it's also it's also good because you know I, I feel like reporters need to to be accountable for for what they say, and when you're reading text, you can't tell whether sarcasm is is a factor or not. And um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was pretty comical how he decided to handle the situation. It was really funny. Yeah, and again, like I said about Crawford, you don't want to see your guy that just can't seem to win a shootout be okay with losing shootouts. Yeah, 
exactly. <laughs> and I mean, one quotable out of out of that conversation too is that he's totally willing to to let Leonard or uh, let Crawford come in if if there's a shootout involved. Like if he's playing through the overtime and the shootout comes through, then he's he's more than happy to to let the let Crawford come in and um and play the shootout if if the coach thinks that's that's the best way to win we were kind of tossing that around at work the other day yeah he Uh, really is just a team guy the the one could you imagine this is what i said because i'm a goalie i'm a goalie nerd too Hmm. imagine crawford comes in for a shootout and blows his groin (laughs) jeez yeah he's cold comes in right like is that one point worth doing that i don't think it is yeah i mean there are steps that you could take, right? If if you knew that that was going to happen, you could get him stretching for the entire five minutes. Of, for sure, uh, you could, but it's not. Nothing's uh, the same. Yeah, like it's it. Nothing, nothing prepares you like shots and warm up and stuff. And if you're two and a half hours away from warm up, man, that's not ideal for a guy that's got injury issues. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's totally fair. Every, every it doesn't happen very often, but it's happened once in a while, right? Where a guy comes in for a shootout, and you're just like, "Man, I hope nothing bad happens." Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, because that I one mean, point think... is no way worth that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's what happened in Detroit tonight. Um, Howard somehow got hurt, and then Johnny Burns, sick Johnny Burns, had to come in yeah. and <laughs> get slaughtered too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw him blow his nose right before he put his uh, put his mask it's on. Delicious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just the way it is, I guess. When when a team is down, you just gotta pick up for each other. But yeah, that was a that was a pretty tough situation over there. But I don't know. I mean, it would it would be interesting to see. And uh, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on the shootout? Do you think it needs to be eliminated? Uh, I haven't been. I haven't thought about that in a while, honestly. Every time I mm. see these questions online, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't like ties at all, mm-hmm. and I understand. Like, I understand. I I understand wanting to leave the rink, like leave the rink at a reasonable speed, like a reasonable time. Like, I don't want to be there till five overtimes, like playoffs playoffs it's fun but is a shootout as fun as three on three overtime not even close yeah yeah but at the same time yes if you extend the overtime another five minutes is it gonna end a lot more hockey games yeah but those there's the odd overtime that you watch and you're like this is not hockey like you guys are just playing keep away and this is awful that game's still going to a shootout yeah right or it's gonna go forever and like I don't know what happened. Like if you if you put it to ten minutes, what do you do now? After yeah, go to a shootout still. And what happens if you uh, you got a back to back with you. travel or some you know crap like that? It's like oh god. Well yeah, put it that way. Friday night game goes to overtime. Do you want it going to ten or fifteen minutes of overtime, or do you want it to go to a shootout? Well, it's a matinee, I guess, but sort of. But, but still, mm-hmm. right? It's it's still one of those where it's like it's a means to an end, and I'd rather. I'd rather a team win, quote unquote, in a shootout than a tie. Right? right. So it's it's such a I don't know. The game needs the right re- a regular season game needs an end point. For sure. Yeah. I so mean, I it's, 
It's a tough argument because I love three on three. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 70 minutes. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three on three is definitely exciting. It's, it's something that I definitely look forward to when, when it gets to overtime, but you're right. When, when you just get guys who are just playing keep away, that can get annoying, but you know, that's just the way the game is played. You can't, you can't score if you don't have the puck. So, yeah. you know, most teams just exploit that. And uh, if you get, I, I mean, if you get right down to the nitty gritty of hockey, it's just a game of keep away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I don't know, Jared, you got anything else for Grant? Uh, I'm just really looking forward to these games. You know, it feels like ages since the two teams have played. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be two really good games. And, you know, I'm looking forward to a lot of excitement. Maybe we get a handful or more of goals. No predictions. Predictions never work for yeah, us. We don't do predictions here, by the way, because every time we do it, with a fellow podcaster from hockey pod net we're terribly wrong so we're just gonna not <laughs> avoid 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 but you, I mean, you're if welcome that, if that means you guys are always gonna lose i'd i'd like i'd love your thoughts sorry i think you're cutting out <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're well you're welcome to make a prediction if you'd like <laughs> well i mean we'll we'll have to see how this goes i mean this is going to be our the first time that we uh we play each other this year yeah um which is kind of in, like the, the schedule makers are have been kind of interesting this year because again we're we played Dallas for the first time um, the last two games that we played and it was a home and home and now we're playing Colorado home and home uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be a fun time I think you know I've been saying we we it's all about the two points for us you know we're we're not a contending team. We're definitely a wild card spot team. Uh, if that's mm-hmm. that's the only way we're going to make the playoffs, I'm just going to be real here. Um, so you know, the, points is all we need. So that's what we're looking for heading into these games. And if we could steal a couple from you guys, that's uh, that's all. I, I will be more than happy about that, even if that means Corey Crawford has to come in for for Robin Lehner in a shootout. If it, if it <laughs> <ends> up, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like a complete dogfight in this Central Div. Like, there's a lot of good teams. Even you know, Chicago is it's still a pretty good team. I don't know if you know if they're in a different division, maybe stuff's a little bit different. Like that Pacific Division is you know a little bit more wide open. Wide, yeah. <laughs> well, but, it's, it's crazy uh, that a team like the Avs that are thirteen and eight can be outside the playoffs. Or oh, sorry outside the central portion like the top three yeah Yeah. it's crazy yeah i mean just that just goes to show you how hot the dallas stars have been i mean they just roared back and well and then you know we're gonna we've talked about it on this podcast where the national predators seem like the team that was just gonna run away with it through the first like Mm -hmm. i don't know what 18 games or so and they haven't won since then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, basically. And they're like they've just gone from the top to the very bottom, pretty much. Like they they've come and said hi to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're still they're still there. It's crazy. It's and, and every team, pretty much every team in the central, except for the Jets somehow, have had streaks of just can't win hockey games. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it it really is Hellebuck's been standing tall. Yeah, because they have no defense, and we've been talking about that forever too. It's mm-hmm. how can they be fourteen and nine with two NHL defensemen? Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but uh, who who should we be looking out for uh, in these in these games against uh, 
I mean, we're, we'll be keeping an eye on Rantanen on, on the Saturday. I'm sure he'll be motivated to come back and pretty amped up to be back at home uh, as well. But uh, who else should we be? I'm going to steal Jared's on? thunder here. I'm going to give him credit for this one before I steal it. <laughs> it's been about two weeks of this, but Burakovsky, uh, yeah. man. That's, I was Burakovsky. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Uh, Burakovsky, and then just feast your eyes on the wonder that is Kale McCarr. Yeah. He didn't play the greatest game against Toronto. I bet you he's back. Yeah. He, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the kid. I mean, he's he's been nothing but impressive since he's stepped into that lineup in uh, in the playoffs last year. The fact that he went from the Alberta Junior Hockey League, not even the CHL, to the playoffs in the NHL and has done what he's done since then is mind-blowing. Right, yeah. Yeah. His whole <laughs> journey has been interesting, but obviously it was a good way for him to go. So, yeah. It worked out. Yeah, I mean, when you got talent, you got talent. Yep. You got talent, kid. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I guess we'll fire that same question at you. What, who, yeah. are, who are you expecting to do big things this weekend? Uh, you know, I'm hoping Kirby Doc steps up and uh, he'll be playing on that. If, if Strom isn't able to go, uh, then, you know, Kirby's going to be taking up a significant amount of, uh, of his ice time. You know, Carlton likes to play around with the lines throughout the game. But uh, yeah, I'm expecting Kirby Doc to step up. And I've been very impressed with this 18-year-old kid as well. Uh, he's He hasn't shown, since he's been in the lineup, he hasn't shown that um, that he's been out of place. He hasn't. Uh, and actually, a really interesting article, It, it Kirby Doc is the, is a player who's been hit the most, I think, this season. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually it, not a stat you want to be on that end of. <laughs> no, and at 18 years old, you know, this kid yeah, just geez. keeps chugging. But yeah. Welcome so, to the league, bud. I can't remember <laughs> yeah. if I said it on our podcast or not, but hit stats are nice because it means you have the puck. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. He's the, if he's, it means he's had the puck a lot. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what's the most impressive about this kid is that not only does he not have the old man strength that every other player virtually that he's playing against has – um, he's not afraid to get into the corners and into the dirty areas to pick up those pucks and get down low and, and throw them in front to back to the point or finding a guy in, in the slot. So, uh, yeah, Kirby Doc is, is a heck of a player. So he should be a guy that you guys should definitely be keeping an eye on. Dominic Kubalik cool. is also a good guy, um, a good young guy who's, who's up and coming. He's not as skilled as as Doc is, but uh, he'll outwork you, and and he he puts he really puts the the work boots on, and um, he's a speedy little guy who can who can beat people and and score some nice goals. So I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a high scoring affair. I think it's kind of so what I'm feeling too. Yeah, yeah. Typical Blackhawks game. Yeah, I I'll be surprised if it if either game ends in a shootout. So. Or ends in a shutout, I should say. Shutout. Shootout, gotcha. shutout. I, I think I would agree on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah. on our show, on your show. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for thanks for agreeing to do this. It's it's always fun to to chat with uh you know with within the family. Yeah. I, I always say within the hockey podcast network family. So and chatting soon, I'm sure. For sure. Uh, being Definitely. central division opponents. I should have probably cool. known. Well, thank you guys so much. Was.
<laughs> Should have probably known yeah. when the next game was, but you know it's Saturday, so I kind of yeah. didn't get past that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Grant. Thank you. Thanks again to Grant from the Hungry for Hawks Talk Pod. Um, if you're looking for him on Twitter, it's at Hawks Talk Pod. Um, we will tweet it out when we tweet out our episode as usual. But uh, give him a follow. Give him some love. Um, everybody appreciates a good follow on Twitter. I know we do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a pleasure to have him around. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to everybody at the Hockey Podcast Network. And we really hope you guys enjoy the content. Um, yeah, so before we end, I think Jared wanted to touch on one thing that we forgot. Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it's been so long since we've played the Blackhawks. So I was just looking at the, uh, season series from last season where we went two one Oh, and two against them. Uh, pretty close, uh, season series against them. So I expect, uh, you know, some pretty tight games, maybe some high scoring. It was only 13, 12 goals for last year in favor of Colorado. Um, so maybe we'll see more. Maybe we'll see less. I Would don't know. be nice to uh, go more than five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Them, without loser points too. Yeah, so uh, you know, something to keep in mind, and yeah, hope you guys enjoy the Black Friday afternoon game. It's at two p.m. Uh, Mountain. I will be watching it from my desk because I have to go to work. Because again, Canada gets shafted when it comes to thanksgiving <laughs> yeah you guys get the nice black friday off which is uh always good jealous uh and that being said good luck to the boys in edmonton and we hope you all enjoy that game fingers crossed and we will catch you on monday go abs go don't forget to visit us on twitter at offside by a mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard also check out the rest of the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockeypodnet and the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.